Hey, it's Josh Sibson. And Jake Jabour. From The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. Hey everyone, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein, and today on the show, a very special guest who's not going to be talking about herself as much as we want her to, but she's going to be talking <laughs> about the LA Indie Improv Festival, Improv Talks, Jen Kruger. Hi. That was the longest intro I've ever done. <clears throat> I thought it was pretty short, actually, because I feel like I, on my show, when I intro people, yeah. I talk a long time before people say anything. Yeah, when I listen to your show, I think, I wish Jen would talk less. Yeah, I think everyone thinks that when they listen to my show. People, uh... <laughs> Ooh, okay, so this is going to be a problem. So my computer, you, did you hear that crackle just now? Did you hear that? Yeah. That's my computer. Oh, no. Uh, this is just going to be part of the show. Sorry, everybody. That's You're going to have to deal with it. Uh, so, like, it's dusty in there or whatever, and my dog knocked over my Starbucks onto my computer. Oh, no. So I think what happened is, like, all the dust crystallized, and now the fan, every time it moves or whatever, it's just, like, sugar dust. Oh, no. Yeah. I mostly get want. sugar from uh, Starbucks. Yeah, a big cup of sugar. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we should stop talking on my show, your, your show. People send me letters to tell me that I need to talk less and do less on my show. Uh, that's me. I, yeah. That's me and you're great. Thanks. You're welcome. I think you're pretty great. And I, and <laughs> yes. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, and I love it when you appear and appear on other people's shows like Will Hines's, uh Will Hines's. Yeah, Anthony King and the and, and, show and by Will Hines and Anthony King. There you go. That's much better. Don't get me started. Uh, don't get me started in your weird bullet journaling. Left it. <laughs> that was a fun show to do because I could just talk about something that I'm obsessed with and uh, feel like, hey, this is normal. They want to hear about it <laughs> and convince myself that it's not crazy. Yeah, and it certainly isn't. Well, you've got your journal in front of you right now. <laughs> this is uh, a different journal that's yeah. specific to what I'm going to talk about, but yes, no, I no, a no. journal. That'd be crazy to have your bullet journal in front of you now. You have another journal. It's oh, it's right here. here. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. you got to – oh, man. <laughs> I have multiple journals on the table. <laughs> Uh, and it's perfect, and I'm very excited. So uh, we're here. We're going to talk today about the LA Indie Improv Festival, Improv Talks. Yes. Uh, let's just, uh, first off, let's just uh, baseline knowledge. What the hell is the LA Indie Improv Festival, Improv Talks? So uh, we thought it would be fun to, since everyone loves TED Talks, <laughs> uh, to do TED Talks for improv. Um, so basically what we did is went out to a bunch of really great improvisers from different uh, like schools and backgrounds and stuff and said, hey, would you want to give like a short lecture? We're going to have a day where we have a bunch of people give these short lectures um, so that people in the community can come and just hear whatever like that person would like to tell other improvisers. So the topics will be um, all related to improv, but like different aspects of it, either, you know, techniques or advice or how you can use improv in other uh, arenas of you know, like your professional life, whatever. Um, so there's, we've got tons of great speakers and topics and it'll be a great time. That's the coolest thing in the world. Uh... So, uh, you're, you have, basically you're having people lecture on improv, which is yeah. basically, I think the thing that everybody, like a lot of people secretly want. Yeah. 
they secretly really want, like, every time you're in a class, you're like, will you just talk more? Yeah. Like, everybody wants to do scenes, but, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a thing that I always enjoy is really hearing, because when you go into a class, you sign up for a class to take it with a particular teacher because you're interested in their point of view. It's, yeah, it's never the class. It's always the teacher. You're always like, what's the, what's the teacher doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because, like, I I remember about a year ago, I took a class with Eugene Cordero Mm -hmm. that was uh, about back to basics, which is always great. And I could always, you know, go back and, like, really strengthen those things. But more so, I just went, oh, my gosh, there's a Eugene class available. I've never been able to take the class with him before, and I've always heard he's so great. I would love to just listen to him talk about improv. Yeah. So I took it more for that reason than what the topic was. And it was great. And, um, but a lot of times in class, yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of time for the teacher to like lecture. Yeah. So this will be a great way to come. And these won't be long. Most people are talking for about 15 minutes, some less than that. Um, so it won't, none of them will be real long, but it'll be really great. Uh, very focused talks for that reason. So I think people get a lot out of it. It will be. That sounds really cool to me. The thing that I find most impressive about that is that anybody can condense any of their improv thoughts into 15 minutes. Well, when we started asking people to do it, initially, we thought no one's going to want to talk for 15 minutes. Like, that's too long. Uh, really? Yeah. Our Whoa. initial thought was that the talks would be 7 or 10 minutes. Uh, well, actually, we thought 10 or 15, and then we thought we should offer 7 mm-hmm. as a slot so that if people don't want to have, like, a really long talk that they can do, you know, just seven minutes and not a single speaker asked for a seven minute slot. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we've got, I think most people are talking for 15. A couple people are going to do 10 minute talks. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm just pumped. I think it's going to be great. I'm pumped for you. That sounds great. Well, uh, before we hop into people and topics, let's, Mm -hmm. uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, how did this come about? Like, uh, or, uh, let's even go back further. What's the LA Indian Prop Festival now? Cause it was Mm -hmm. just a, a lot of people, including myself, just thought of it as a festival. Yeah. But it's starting to become a little bit more of that. Tell me a little bit. Yeah. Um, so uh, the LA Indian Improv Festival, um, in 2014, we had our third festival. After we wrapped up our second festival uh, in 2013, um, we all kind of felt that we, as a group of people, love to put on events together. Um, you know, it's such a great board of people who have gotten together. Originally, they, uh, everyone who was on the board was running like a weekly show at that time. Since then, people have, uh, some of those shows have retired. Obviously, Crash Bar, mm-hmm. uh, has retired and Room 101 is in a different, uh, they do a different thing now than they used to. And, they uh, yeah. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> the 11th Hour show has retired. Um, but most of the, uh, of the people who were really like, um, doing a lot of the, the core planning for the festival have, have, stayed very heavily involved in the idea of planning events and stuff like that. And so we thought, why don't we do multiple stuff throughout the year? Why, why do we only do this one festival? Um, which is why we threw the holiday party last year, right? Uh, which was super fun. And we thought, there's no holiday party that anybody in the improv community can go to. You know, UCB has a New Year's Eve party, and a lot of right. people do go to that. But you do have to be on a list to get into it. And there's, it's you know... It's a very exclusive list. It's a very exclusive list. People <laughs> start looking for those plus ones December 1st. They really do. It's uh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the past two years, have gone... Um, me and a friend of mine have gone in with uh, Sarah and Clay's plus ones, nice. but what we always do is I'm Sarah's plus one in her date, and mm. uh, my friend James is Clay's plus one in his right. date. Nice, nice. Because uh, we could do it the other way, but why? Well, because everybody wants to be Sarah's date. Exactly. We yeah. know the deal. Exactly. Everybody I mean, I'd be Sarah's date if I could. Yeah. yeah that's great. Uh, she's a great date. Yeah. Um, so. Shout out Sarah Classical. 
Seconds, I love you. Uh, <laughs> she, I hope she listens to this. No, she uh, the rest of the time. No. Uh, um, yeah, so we thought, you know, so yeah, there's a New Year's Eve party, but there's not a holiday party. Yeah. Um, so let's do that. So we threw a holiday party. We made it a charitable event, um, collected food for the uh, LA Food Bank. And it was a great time. And um, after that, we kind of thought, should we do a spring event? Well, we do a um, very special cage match leading up to the festival. So mm-hmm. that's sort of like a spring <clears throat> event for us. And we have the festival. But uh, we were talking and thought, well, a fall event would be great. Um, what can we do in the fall? What's, what's different? What doesn't exist? Uh, because we feel it's very important that if we're going to put on an event, it should be something that's unlike anything else that's already out there. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of like pitched out some ideas and uh, I think it was Danny Cohen's idea to do these, to do these talks and we voted on them. And this one, so that's what we're doing. So uh, now we've kind of evolved, I guess, from just the LA Indian Pop Festival to now we're this body, L-A-I-I-F is like what we call that <laughs> group of people. Uh, say that again. L-A-I-I-F. Uh, when you say it kind of fast, it sounds like you, you can't speak. Like, L-A-I-I-F. L-A-I-F, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great acronym, guys. That's great. Uh, so yeah, we as a body are L-A-I-I-F, uh, and then we, do, we have the festival, these are the L-A-I-I-F improv docs, I guess. That's great. Uh, it sounds like there are other things that we're, we were talking about. Uh, are you going to spill some beans? Uh, I, oh, no, I'm torn because okay. they could be future events that we do. Cool. Because uh, it's not that we didn't love all of you know everyone's pitches. It's yeah. just that this one won. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, you could. Uh, I'm not telling you if you should do it or not, but hey, you know, you might get some feedback of things that people want or that people are excited about. I don't know. Whatever. It's true. fine. Well, I don't even care. I don't even care. That's something I think, you know, people, I think it would be good for people to know is like, we, we love your feedback on our events. Yeah. Um, one of the things with the festival that we did this year was afterwards on Facebook, ask people like, what were some of the best teams that you saw? Because we want to know if you saw a team that really was amazing and you want to see them next year, like, we want to know, oh, people really want us to bring that team back. Um, so I'm hoping that after we do these talks that we hear what people think about them and how they feel about them so that we know, you know, was this a great event that we should do again? Or did you come? And yeah. it's like, oh, that was weird. <laughs> Hopefully that won't be the reaction. But yeah. uh, I think it'll be amazing. I, If nothing else, I will be there, like, riveted for three hours. I mean, <laughs> so. I'll be there and also riveted. Uh, this Yay. is exactly type of thing I want. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, yeah, it's like, a, it's a kind of exactly what I'm trying to get people to do in my fucking podcast. It's like, yeah. hey, tell me everything that you know. Think, tell, me, <laughs> tell me the things. Uh, but this sounds more focused and uh, way better. So speaking of focused and way mm-hmm. better, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, who we got and cool. uh, what we're doing. Uh, so we have, uh, I think... Oh, 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 do we get, do we get like important information? Like when is this? Where is this? Oh, yes. Let's uh, start let's there. Let's do that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so the talks up. will be October 18th, which is a Saturday, mm-hmm. um, from 3 to 6 p.m. That'll be this Saturday. You yes, will not be out Saturday. today. So this Saturday. If yes. you're if you're listening to it, you, you have a subscription this Saturday. Yes. Right now. Go. Uh, so October 18th, Saturday, 3 to 6 p.m. at the Downtown Independent, um, which is a really cool movie theater. Um, and uh, I'm excited about this. They have a bar. And Ooh. they told me that in addition to beer and wine, right now they have a bunch of cider. <laughs> uh, so guys, uh, Put your cider on. In addition to that, ten dollars to get in the door, which is what it costs. Um, we're only selling tickets at the door. Um, we're not doing any weirdo, fancy pants, forward selling of tickets. Sure, yeah. um, uh, make sure you bring some money for that for that sweet sweet bar. I heard they got a pumpkin cider. 
uh, very fall-oriented beverage. That's great. Um, yeah, I think those are the, the relevant details. I like it. Uh, so we need to be there by 3 p.m., yeah? Yeah, the doors open at 3, okay. um, and then the sort of, like, event itself starts at 3.15. We'll have a little intro explaining, you know, who we are, what we're doing, and then uh, at 3.20 is when we'll put our first speaker up. Um, so yeah, come at three, mingle a little bit in the lobby, get yourself a cider. Mm-hmm. And if and you're afraid of people like most improvisers are, just wait till about three, three 20. 20. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. And then we start putting people up. So, um, what do we start? Uh, we're going to, well, I, I don't want to say that it'll necessarily be in this order okay. because it's not necessarily locked in this order, yeah. but I can tell you something that we have speaking. Sure. Um, let's do that. We have Dominic Dierkes. <gasps> From shitty jobs, Derek comedy, and writer for workaholics and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. He's going to talk to us about improv and the writing process. That's great. A lot of us are improvisers, but it's very hard to make it an acting career. And a lot of us are writers, too. And it's a fantastic potential career. I know. I'm I'm very excited. (laughs) I actually Uh, am. I love that. Well, and that's the thing that uh, we're kind of learning is as we do events and stuff. Because this year with the festival, we had a panel at the beginning of the day. And we're sort of learning, like, the community is really interested in in finding out ways you can use improv in other arenas or how improv can benefit your career. Yeah. Um, So we're really happy to be able to present things that speak to that uh, yeah. so people can learn more about that stuff. That's really great. Uh, I love uh, people, people all, improvisers a lot are very focused on career because we talk so often about how there's not a real career in improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, I open up, uh, like I get emails and questions. And like, if you have guests for, uh, questions for my guests, I used to do that a lot more and now I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but one of the, one of the questions I got most frequently for every improviser was what's your day job? Like, how do yeah. you make money? Uh, and I think that's funny because I, I think uh, everybody's very worried about it. Everybody wants to know, like, how do I get by and do improv and then yeah. make it in life? I uh, hear that when I coach, not only from, uh, not only will people ask me what, like, what my day job is, and then yeah. I'm, I'm entirely helpful. I go, well, I'm a writer. Um, <laughs> they'll go, like, what is what is the Nick Modernot's job? Or, like, they'll ask me about other people. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot. And then I'll like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you have to ask that person. I don't want to talk to you about like where their money comes from. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> it's an awkward it's, question. So I uh, just want to just want to throw that out there, everybody. Chill out. Yeah, it's fine. Chill out. You'll be okay. <laughs> well, I'll make it. Yeah. Uh, great. So Dominic Dierkes, writing in the improv process. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, we've got Lucas Neff, uh, okay. who is um, you guys probably primarily know him from Raising Hope, the star of that that show, yeah. uh, which is a great show. Um, he's going to, the topic he's speaking on is don't be funny, mm-hmm. um, which I'm very excited about because I, I sincerely believe in like playing it real, you know, yeah. like just being like a real human. Well, it's good for me because I'm very rarely funny. Uh, so <laughs> that's going to be good. Uh, that's going to be great. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause a lot of, I mean, that's, oh man, whenever I'm sure you have this problem too, mm-hmm. like, uh, when you're coaching and stuff like that, a lot of the times I'm like, Hey. You, I know you're a funny person. Yeah. You don't have to show me how funny you are. Every mm-hmm. line, the first thing, you're going to go, because we're going off the rails. We're going crazy. And I think a lot of that just comes from desperately trying to be funny. So, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. and it's, it feels counterintuitive, right, to yeah. tell someone that because it's like, well, we're here. We're doing improv. Yeah. The thing we're trying to do is make people laugh. Yeah. I shouldn't be funny. Yeah. Um, but I think people put a lot of pressure on themselves, and, and they don't trust the discovery process as much yeah. as... They could. Um, so I, I anticipate that that's what, what the what Lucas's talk will be about. I'm very excited about yeah. it. 
What if, what if he's just, like, uh, renegating against... Uh, he doesn't want to do improv comedy. He wants to do improv drama. Uh, that'd be amazing. Uh, <laughs> and interesting to hear. Um, although, I'm pretty sure that's not the case, because uh, October 24th, I know um, we're going to have at the Manifesto show him and Craig Kukowski's two-man team, The Better Half, which yeah. we've had before. And they're okay. so funny. Okay. So funny. Well, maybe they'll be doing a drama. I guess you'll have to come out to both the talk both and uh, the Manifesto show to find out who's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, Neil Flynn, oh, who yeah. many people know as the janitor, the janitor from Scrubs, yeah. um, <laughs> who is, is an amazing improviser. Uh, also from uh, Beer Shark Mice over at iOS, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, I think that's his big one out here, yeah. Yeah. Um, he is talking to us about um, being a straight man and telling the truth. That's great. Um, which I think is great. Um, I personally find that a lot of the moments that um, people will, like, most laugh at in shows that I've, I'm doing are, like, when I say something that's just, I just accidentally am super honest. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if, you know, I'm just such a weirdo that so when I say super honest things, they're hysterical. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. I really believe in that a lot, too, just, like, being honest. So well, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's the same thing kind of as uh, the not being funny. It's, like, a lot of... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm working working on some series right now, and I'm like, uh, just all the all the comedy is going to be sold from the truth of it, and mm-hmm. we'll laugh we'll laugh when the truth comes in because we're like, even just when the like the more truthful real thing comes in because you're like, oh my god, all this craziness is happening, and it's just de- a real person's dealing with it. It is crazy. It yeah. is unusual. Uh, I took a workshop a few years ago. I don't remember what it was with uh, Ian Roberts mm-hmm. and something that he said during it that I thought was really interesting was like people aren't laughing because what you're doing is funny they're laughing because that is a recognition of truth yeah uh, absolutely and I was like right we're laughing because we're uncomfortable <laughs> because we know something is real yeah um, but the, I think that's that's an amazing human thing of, of like how our brains work and why we do what we do uh, and if we know that then we should just be more truthful more often it's hard, uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, we could talk about that for years. Yes. Uh, and we won't. Who else is coming? Uh, we've got Will Hines. Shut up. Yeah. I thought he was in New York. Nope. Will Hines has been in LA since January. <laughs> um, I'm just plugging Will. <laughs> plugging Will. Uh, <laughs> been in LA since January. You know, Everybody's he's doing great. <laughs> I mean, most people hit 10 months and they're like, a wreck. Yeah, yeah. Really he good. looks good. His skin is wonderful. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's just thriving. He's, he's very, not just good. He's thriving. He's thriving. Yeah, a lot of people come out to LA and have trouble and struggle yeah. for years. Yeah. Eric Cunningham, if you will. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Will's going to talk to us about fighting in improv. Okay, great. Um, which I'm super pumped about. Yeah. Uh, he recently on his blog had a post about defensiveness. I don't know if your listeners will have read it. If they haven't already, they should totally check it out on uh, improvnonsense.tumblr.com. Yeah. Um, and it's a uh, it's such an interesting. I know he's been thinking a lot about that recently of scenes of like how to deal with conflict in scenes. Yeah. Um, and the defensiveness post covers some really interesting aspects of it, but he, when he was writing it, um, he had, uh, he had so much that he wanted to say about it, um, that you can't put into just one post. So I'm really, really pumped to hear this thing. Cause dealing with conflict in scenes is hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Uh, I think people don't want to fight in a scene, but also like sometimes it happens and, and it's good to be able to have strategies for approaching it. So yeah, um, I'm, really pumped to hear about that. I'm, uh, I'm, <laughs> I am a, I'm like the worst perpetrator, and you know this, you play with me, <laughs> of, 
uh, having, I love having fights in improv. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I also love ha- having scenes with strangers. Uh, <laughs> I love it because you know, transactions. I don't love that. No, 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 that's useless. <laughs> but I do, I really the, like fights, uh, and strangers. Cause I, I personally feel like where a lot of like my comedic worldview just comes from ultimately, I think literally everybody's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, and often it will be a weird stranger who I've never met. I'm like, what, who are you? <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Uh, and so, and I like fighting too, because it's, uh, I, you know, I, I don't, I mean, it's not like the necessarily like the main go-to mm-hmm. or whatever, but like, God damn it. If you can have a good fight that comes up as real and like yeah. whatever, like I think, did, was it you and I who did the one, the weird one about like, uh, oh no, no. It was like, a, it was, I did one where I was playing a girl and I was like, I think it was here. I was like, I was like, well, but every time you want me to suck your dick. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Well, who, oh, you were really doing, I think you were doing that scene with, um, Matt originally, but that yeah. was, we were doing each other's second beat. So yeah, I ended right. up yeah, doing yeah. a you, beat of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you did that one. Yeah. That was uh, a fun one. Oh, yeah, it was real couple, fun. Yeah, and it, more, but yeah. like that was it was good. I remember that one. It was, uh, but it was like a, that was like a real good, honest fight. And like, yeah. and that's and uh, I don't know. I'm sure Will has much more eloquent thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Whatever, go cool. see that. I think something that I want to say this because for you to be like, oh yeah, I love to fight in scenes, uh, yeah. and then say that like it's a bad thing. But uh, what I do <laughs> think is you approach conflict in scenes um, like that one that was the couple fighting about uh, blowjobs or something yeah. that they were fighting about, um, you still uh, care about the other person. In the yeah. And that's so key. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know that's that's one of the aspects of, like, you can make it work. Yeah. If you care about the other person, it's not just like, I hate you, get away from me. Yeah, kind yeah, of it's, uh, I would say, like, it's, uh, for, for, for strangers and fights, it's like, you can fight or whatever, and you can be a stranger, don't disagree on the facts, and just strive to connect, like, just yeah. strive to understand, like, why would you ever, I just need to understand this, you don't <laughs> care, uh, and yeah, I don't know, it feels real to me, and I always love it when I'm like, yeah, 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 this is exactly how that goes. Yeah, yeah, like, Dave and I very recently had a scene where I ended up, uh, we, were, we were brother and sister, we were fighting, I ended up hitting him, uh, savagely with a baseball bat. Yeah. But, you know, I still cared about you got to stop brother. bringing props to your shows, I know, but you know what? No one else does it since me apart. Everybody's like, it's that girl that does improv with all the props. She's so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's yeah. amazing. Okay, so Will Hines is going to be talking about uh, uh, fighting uh, yeah. uh, defensiveness, too. Uh, and that's great. Will Hines is fantastic, everything. Yeah. I mean, all these people are. Okay, so who else do we got? Uh, we've got Nick Armstrong, who is the founder and oh, camp yeah. director of Camp Improv Utopia, and he's oh, also cool. the co-founder of the National Improv Network, uh, and he's going to talk to us about becoming a national improv community, um, which mm-hmm. is really cool because there's so many people right now and places that don't have like a big improv community where they are, but they're interested in improv and they want to have an outlet for it. Yeah. And so he's going to talk to us more about that, of like, you know, how we can reach out to each other. And so, like, I've, I coached a group uh, in <clears throat> St. Louis, Missouri over Skype. You do the Skype? That's yeah. So cool. yeah, yeah. I did a couple of times, and it was great. And it, the thing that uh, at the end of the first one, I was like, so, like, where do you guys, what's the scene there? And yeah. they were like, well, we have a show once a month, but it's getting more popular. Like, we yeah. have a theater, but, you know, and I just That's thought, so funny. God, it's so great that they're, you know, you guys are able to reach out and find coaches in L.A. or New York to work with you because where you are, like there's not a lot. And I yeah. love that you can do this, you know, and I would love for more people to know that that are in like small towns, yeah. but want to do this. So yeah, it's, it's very cool being connected. I get a lot of that uh, just cause the podcast is out yeah. there. And, uh, I've had, I've had a number of like, 
people coming out of college and like, like we, had, we did a thing. Like people have called me and like, they're like, can, can I talk to you on the phone just for a little? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and they're like, what do I do in LA? Like, how do you do improv in LA? I'm like, well, you know, it's not a lot of secrets, uh, but I'll tell you about it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I did, a, I did a workshop in San Diego and it was like kind of the same thing there. I was like, so what's the scene like here? Like what, you know, how many times a week do you guys do show? Like, oh, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. Like, you know, we'll do uh one or two shows a month. We're pretty busy. I was like, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Great, great. <laughs> you guys yeah. are really blowing up. Yeah. Uh, uh, which isn't a bad thing or anything at all, but I love, I just love that it's so different. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, we're spoiled. We, yeah. we live somewhere where you can do improv literally every night of the week. You could really probably awesome. do it three times a night if you wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. And I, I personally, I didn't do it, uh, improv before I lived in LA. I've yeah. only ever done it here, but I mean, even if I look at like where I'm from, I'm from Chicago, like I could have very easily done it there if I was interested yeah. in it at that time. But most people, that's not the case. So. Yeah, I'm super excited to hear more stuff about that because I know that, you know, we're doing this talk in L.A. and, and so you're talking to people in L.A. about making a national improv community. But I think right. it's a thing that needs to be told in big cities and small um, because us in big cities reaching out to and connecting with people in smaller places that want to be improv. Like, yeah, that's it's it's like doing a scene. You, you each have to add bricks. It can't be yeah. on one side. I love it. That's fantastic. Uh, what a nice little uh, utopia <laughs> ideal. Uh, what else? Who do we got? Uh, we have Rich Tellerico. Oh, love him. Love him. So great. Dasaris, he's such a joy to watch. It is. Um, he's going to talk to us about mutual discovery. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, is really cool. Uh, and kind of that brick by, you know, each adding brick idea yeah. uh, that I was just talking about. Um, which is great, because I think Rich is one of those people who, he has so honed over the years things that truly not only work for him, but are just, they are things you can latch onto in any form, any kind of scene. And I think mutual discovery is one of those things. Like, you can, you can always benefit from both people coming in and just, you know, throwing their back into figuring out what's going on and finding something cool and building it in the moment. So I'm super pumped to hear this. Yeah, about. that's great. Yeah. Um, there you go. Uh, okay. Uh, who else? Who do we got? Uh, we have Ian Roberts. Shut up. Yeah. One of the UCB4? Yeah. That's How incredible. That? And he's the nicest and smartest. Yeah. And oh, the handsomest. Man. And the most <laughs> handsomest. <laughs> don't, don't tell Besser I said that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Besser listens to this, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ian's going to talk to us about flash memory. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. That's such a fun, weird exercise that's hard to get, uh, and I don't feel like I've got it mastered, but you're like, oh, man, this is useful. Yeah. I Every time I've ever done it as an exercise, it's been so interesting, yeah. and I get such good scenes out of it. Um, and I actually recently, a, a group that I coach, um, I just did this with them the other night because it's to me, is a, a way to, if you <clears throat> are really trying to work on like making strong choices and using strong specifics, mm-hmm. This is so helpful. I think it's something that not that it's not taught that much, um, and I don't know why. I guess yeah. maybe because like every as an exercise, it's, it takes a long time. To it's do, a lot, so yeah. It eats up a lot of class time, but gotta, I think it's great. You got to you got to really hone it, practice it too. Uh, I feel like every year it just comes into vogue for like a minute, and then it disappears. Yeah. And I feel like ever since that, like he did that first workshop, I remember like mm-hmm. all of my coaches were doing it yeah. and then they stopped. And then mm-hmm. like sometime last year, it was like, everybody's doing it and that just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would love stopped. for more people to do it more often. Yeah. I mean, Hey, it's coming from Ian Roberts guys. He's doing yeah, okay. He's great. Um, and then, UCB4, ASCAT, one of the executive producers of Key and Peel. Yeah. Right? I think he's an executive producer. He's like, oh, he's high up there. 
Right. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. So that let's I know just, before the actual talk. Let's just say that I'm right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we also have, um, we've got a few other speakers that I actually don't know yet what they're speaking of. Ooh, maybe they're going to improvise it. They're mulling. Um, <laughs> but so we'll also be having talks from Phil Jackson. Oh, cool. Um, who is really, really great. Also a New York uh, transplant. Yeah, he's funny. Um, he's so funny. Yeah, um, he's really funny. Right, switch me appeal. Um, if you, listeners, if you've never seen Ernie Barnes, uh, which is a two-man team that's Phil Jackson and Colton Lund, you've got to check them out the next time they're playing theater near you. Uh, they're so funny. Yeah. At the at the festival, they just killed. Uh, I was laughing so hard my stomach hurt. Uh, so, yeah, I, I know it doesn't, it honestly doesn't even matter what Phil talks about. It'll be amazing no matter what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we have uh, Heather Campbell is going to give a talk. Ooh, God, Heather. Great. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. I've taken a couple of classes with her, and now she's great. She's uh, really smart, and God, she's uh, she's just, like, lived improv for so long. Yeah. It's such a large so part many, of her life. So many different ways. Yeah. Because uh, I think if you are someone who can do things like, uh, you know, last day of school, but also the t- type of stuff that Heather and Miles do, but also you're on like improvaganza and whose lines that anyway, and you can make that stuff work for you. Being yeah. able to do Sorry, at things. midnight coming up with little silly bits. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah she's great. And she's also great. I think something that, uh, I don't know what she's going to talk about. It could have nothing to do with this, but something I think Heather is so great at is specifics. Yeah. Um, I, I always see her, like she's always got that exact right, detail. Yeah. It's never a vague thing. It's never like, I'm going to the store. Like, she's got that, you know, I'm yeah. going to the Macy's white sale or whatever. <laughs> um, and I love that. That's, That's great. It's so great. So yeah, great. she's wonderful. Uh, one thing that I, uh, I enjoyed that she made us do in this class is like, she was telling us about how I think it was an IO thing. And I may be wrong on this. This feels like I'm wrong. It may be a second city. But she was like, you'd have to like, uh, they give you a suggestion and you have to tell a joke. Like, oh. you'd, and it, you'd have it, it was something like 99 blanks walk into a bar and the whatever, and then you have to make a joke out of it. That's oh, a setup. Yeah. Uh, and whatever, and they, the suggestion is the night, the, what, the 99, you know, mm-hmm. cars, 99, whatever, walk into a bar. You have to come out. She's like talking about that, and she's like, it was such a, it was, it was just interesting because she's like, you know, and you just, you had to sell it. You had to get a laugh, mm-hmm. or you didn't get, or you got in trouble. I don't even, I don't remember what the consequence was, but I love that. And I think Heather does that a lot of just like, she gets her laugh. She earns. Mm-hmm. She'll work for it and go that extra mile and make it work, or just pull it out from whatever. But uh, she'll do it, and I think that's a cool thing. That's one of her like cool superpowers. That oh, maybe, maybe she talk about that. She could talk about anything. Yeah, it'd be I pretty know. great. It's gonna be amazing no matter what it is. I love it. Um. Uh, yeah, and then I think we'll have one more speaker that I'm waiting for like exact 100 percent confirmation on. Uh-huh. I don't want to say who it is, but guys, trust me, it's a really cool person. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so come check that out. It's going to be amazing. All of these great people yeah. giving us their points of view, their thoughts, um, in, in a, in one neat package at, at the downtown independent. That's really cool. Uh, and would, uh, and this, I'm going to just call it a spiritual sequel to the little thing that, uh, went before the LA Indian mm-hmm. Prof Festival this year. Uh, yeah, the panel. The panel. The the yeah. Panel. Yeah. Um, that panel was great. Um, we had, uh. Who moderated that? I moderated it. Oh, wow. That's great. That's amazing. We had a, we decided that it would be fun to open with a panel. Uh, It was about developing a comedy career. Mm -hmm. We had Colton Dunn, Dan Greger, Lauren Marcus, and David Phillips come and talk to us. All fantastic. um, About how they started doing comedy and how it has 
turned into a professional endeavor for them. I actually recorded that and should probably post it somewhere. I have the audio. <laughs> like, you should do something with it. it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, <laughs> we did that. We thought that'd be kind of cool to do before um, the festival. And then um, I actually was terrified no one would show up because we had 11 a.m. So I thought, oh, God, we've asked these really great people to come talk to us, <laughs> and I'm going to be sitting there with them, another three people in the audience. But we had a line out the door. Um, so, yeah, we kind of thought, we should do more stuff like yeah. this. That's great. People, yeah. I mean, you know, people, I think, get into improv and they usually, if they get into it, they t- they love it and they want to know more and they want to learn about it because it's such a weird, large, mysterious, mm-hmm. fun beast. And uh, uh, I think that's why, I mean, that's yeah. why I did this podcast and that's, I, mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, that's why people try to corner their teachers after class yeah. and, you know, whatever. And it's, I think this is a great outlet for just all that mm-hmm. curiosity and everything that you ever wanted to hear. Yeah. So that's amazing. That's great. Um, well, anything else that we should share in the, the wide world of the LA Indian Improv Festival? Improv Talks! I think that's about it. You can great. go to, um, on Facebook, we have the, on the LA Indian Improv Festival page. Mm-hmm. There is info about this right now. You can also go to LAIndianImprovFestival.com or just LAIIF.com. Yep. The info's there as well. But yeah, basically, come to the Downtown Independent Saturday, October 18th, 3 to 6 p.m. And you can see all these people talking about all these things. That's great. $10 at the door. Get That's fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, I'm trying to think if I have anything important else to add or say to it. I don't. I just hope everybody goes. I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm going to skip a class to go because, like, oh, screw man. it. Well, this is t- like taking 10 mini-classes. Yeah, this is like taking – it's way better than taking one <laughs> class. And it's only $10. So you're getting $1 per mini-class, and it's the best thing that could ever happen. I'm really giving the hard sell on this one. I think uh, you guys are going to be out the door. Uh, I'm very excited. I hope so. I had a dream that only 53 people came. And then <laughs> what a specific and dream. I know. I don't <laughs> I woke up and uh, cried. Oh, about. 53. No. Uh, so, guys, please come out. Please, please, please don't make me cry on Saturday because yeah. no one's there. Um, she doesn't need that. Yeah. And also remember, uh, every time you come to an event for, that we throw, you know, it helps us to put on more events in the future. And we love the improv community. That's why we put on these events and we want to be able to, like, keep putting them on. So come out and support and, and, you know, tell us what you think and, and have fun with us. Yeah. Say hi to us. Please. Yeah, say hi. That's great. Uh, well, Jen, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, end this show with a classic segment of the show. Yes. It's the most important segment of the show. 100% important. Uh, it's the Pearls of Wisdom. Yeah. Uh, and since we didn't get to talk to enough about you and your improv <laughs> world, let's, uh, let's just talk about, uh, real quickly, what's a note or feedback or piece of advice that you got that had a an impact on you and your impact for you. Um, you have to take it down and get serious. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say one that is like, I'm going to have to describe what I'm doing because it's a physical, it's a physical piece of it. Okay. Great. So, um, Berg, uh, once said this thing, demonstrated this thing with his hand that I thought, that's improv in a nutshell. Huh? Um, so anything that happens in a scene, uh, whatever, some, somebody does something in a scene, that's the thumb. Great. All you have to do to think of what else can happen that character is you go, what kind of person would do that thing that is a thumb? And then you just get down and that's the palm, what kind of person that is that's done that thing. Okay, so an action is the thumb. thumb. Yeah, the first like unusual thing is the thumb. And then it's, okay. And then what kind of person would do that? That's the palm. And Mm -hmm. then once you know the palm, you can just throw up fingers all day long of other things they would do. Okay. It's just a super, I don't know. You think about that? I love it. Okay, I get it. Yeah, uh, because I think it, I think what I like about it is that it, it brings 
character into the root of every single thing that you would do. Yeah. And I would so much rather watch a scene where someone is playing a character that they think, what kind of person would, you know, go to the library but steal the books instead of taking them out? What is that person's deal? Mm -hmm. Rather than, uh, how many other funny ways can smuggle books out of the library? I don't, I don't care. Anybody can think of funny ways to smuggle books out of the library. Yeah, then those are just floating fingers. Yeah, tell me why you're doing it. And what other things a person would do if they believe that specific thing. I love that. Uh, uh, yeah, the core, always the core of an unusual thing. It's not, uh, we we need, the first thing we need to understand (laughs) is like, why? Like, who are they? Why are they that? Because, yeah, otherwise it's just like, yeah, okay, more books. I get yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I, I see that a lot. That's the worst That's the worst type of heightening. It happens all the time. Uh, well, shit, that's a great one. I Isn't love it. Great? Think about the, the thumbs. Yeah. I hope I get to see somebody one day, like, doing a scene where something unusual happens, line. and then they, like, look at their thumb. And, yeah. Okay, what else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, awesome. Uh, all right, so... Uh, I'm going to just say it one last time for the entire world. The L.A. Indie Improv Festival Improv Talks this Saturday, October 18th, mm-hmm. 3 to 6 p.m. at the Downtown Independent. It's $10. That's uh, that's downtown in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, 251 South Main Street, 90012. $10 at the front door. Probably bringing cash. Yes, right? cash only. Cash uh, only. And also, like, if you could bring, like, a 10... <laughs> uh, we were joking about this earlier, but honestly, like, it'll be easier if we don't have to give you change. I mean, yeah. we'll give you change. We're not jerks. Yeah. But also, just, you know, that'd be cool. If you want to pay with the 20 and donate an extra $10, <laughs> they'll let you do that. I mean, yeah, we'll take donations if you're going to offer that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so that we can throw other events. All right. Uh, yeah. Nick Armstrong, Heather Campbell, Neil Flynn, Will Hines, Lucas Neff, Ian Roberts, Rich Talrico, uh, and uh, surprise uh, guest, maybe. Dominic uh, Dierkes. Dominic Dierkes. Oh, shit. Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Oh, man. How did I forget the most important ones? Uh, did you say Lucas Neff? You said I did. Neff. Yes. And, uh, and then uh, and, uh, an, an unknown. Guest. Yes. Uh, he won't say. Just because I haven't, I just want to make sure he can do it. What if he if he doesn't come? Will you guys have a? We'll get another yeah. speaker. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. Th- there will be ten speakers. There will be a tenth person. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. get excited, guys. Yep. Uh, all right. That's it. Uh, say goodbye to the audience. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Hi, Sex and the City fans. Megan McKeever here. Check out my podcast, Cosmos and the City, where I'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City with a slew of fabulous guests. Each week, we'll be talking through everything from who wore what and why to the hottie of the week. So grab a drink and join me on my journey. Thanks, and be sure to subscribe to Cosmos and the City in iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.